director of King of New York. And Bad Lieutenant. The shocking new film from Abel Ferrara. Lily Taylor, Christopher Walken, Annabella Sciorra. You want to know what's going to happen? Let's wait and see. The Addiction. sound out of the way because that weird short neck bottle so drink it toast to uh, it's the birthday of Paul Stanley and Federico Fellini oh <laughs> cheers that'd be quite a party one of them particularly weird and the other one uh, made movies <clears throat> yeah what do you think Paul Stanley's birthday party is like now let's ask a better question what was it like in 1977 mm. Ooh. yeah a lot of nudity I don't think uh, Gene or Paul ever did drugs or drank. I know Gene didn't. I don't know about Paul. Mm. Ace made up for them. He seems to have aged pretty well. Yeah. So I don't think he was ever a hard drinker. Ace was. I think he oh, yeah. He took care of all, you know, balancing the universe for the rest of Kiss. What kind of lousy rock star doesn't drink or do <clears throat> drugs? Uh, the, I think the addiction there is money. With with uh, Gene Simmons anyway, uh, you know, sex addiction, money addiction. You know, some jobs if you're not willing to do the work, don't take. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like y'all want to come back to my hotel room and party? Uh, yes. Yeah, by party, what do you mean? <laughs> Roll around naked in the pile of cash. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay, Paul. Happy birthday. Hey, listeners, you're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. We are a podcast that talks about a horror movie and some recently watched. Uh, we will spoil the featured attraction. We'll try not to spoil the recently watched. We are not professional critics, so don't hold us up to that standard. Um, thank you to the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. Say hello to them on Facebook, where they are the Moon Dash Rays, and buy their music on Amazon or iTunes, if you feel so inclined. Some good stuff, too, by the way. Yes. Um... That's uh, that's housekeeping, as they say. Yeah. And here we are, uh, recording on a slightly different day than usual. Mm. They yeah. won't know it. Well, they'll be able to cross-reference Paul Stanley and Federico Fellini's birthdays uh, against the fact that all of our listeners have committed a memory that we record on Fridays. Yes. And uh, Werewolf Ambulance records two episodes in a row every other week. Wow. So we've done that a couple times. But it's tough. You it's gotta, tough to do two yeah, episodes. We're not at that level. No, we go into that second episode, and you're like, oh, God, we're still here. <laughs> yeah. And it's probably only fair to paint a uh, picture for the listeners when we say we're in a shed at the bottom of a garden. It, it's a it's a weird little addition on the garage. 
And it's, you know, we got heat in winter. Yeah, we get lights in summer. Yeah. Um, motorcycles, crackheads, barking dogs. A lot less with the barking dogs lately, have you noticed? Mm-hmm. Like I, I used to listen to the episodes and go, make you hmm. suspicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dogs have been disappearing. Uh-oh. Uh, those two teenage sisters down the street. I don't know, man. So, Ginger Snaps too. Maybe we'll do that soon. Ooh, please. Yeah, because Snaps goes to the... Uh, snaps goes to... Monte Carlo. College? <laughs> Monte <think>. Carlo? <laughs> yes. Clown College? Clown College. Could there be a horror Around movie... Around the band? A horror movie set in Clown College? Ooh, man. Ooh. Uh, killer, a lot of red herrings. Killer Clown PhD. No, I, I don't think you get a PhD in Clown College. No. Well, should we talk about the recently watched? Sure, go ahead. All right, well... Let's introduce ourselves. I'm Richard. I'm here with Will. Hello. And Jolian. Hello. Um, I didn't get to watch much. I've been uh, working on the Clean the Garage Up project. And, uh, well, not this room. That oh, room. okay. And you got to make it worse before it looks better. Yeah. So it looks about the same. Okay. <laughs> you know, just have to trust my process there. I only got to watch a couple things and then some TV. And we don't really talk about the TV as much. Um, the new, uh, the, the new uh, season of... True Detective looks really good. Yeah, I want to watch it. Yeah, you should. It's of course, great. I've still not watched the first season. Really? Yeah. Oh, watch the first one, skip the second one, watch the third one. And I then... understand they didn't do a second season. You see? It's, it's yeah. It just wiped that off the uh, dry it erase board. right to three. Yeah. Why not? Uh, so I, I watched the first two episodes of that, and it's really good. Uh, I'm very happy to see it's back. And if you didn't recognize him, well, if you didn't see his name in the credit, um, well, what's that dude's name? Stephen Dorff. Oh, is he in it? Chucky is in it? <laughs> no, not Brad Dourif. Oh, okay. Stephen Dorff. Or is it Stephen Dorff? On golf? <laughs> Dorff on golf. Was he in Blade? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he was one of the Blade. He was like Mr. Bloody Sprinkler System guy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he's in it, and, and, like, I don't know I would have recognized him if I didn't see his name in the credits. It would have been, like, who's that guy? Mm. He just looks kind of leathery and crusty and just, like, he's mm. going like to punch somebody. And uh, he's not very tall, so he'd be, like, punching upward, mm. which is usually a dangerous thing with cops. Ooh. If they're tall, they're probably more, you know... I remember when I was a teenager, like the, the short guy was the one to watch out for. That's what I mean. He yeah. beat the little dog syndrome. And the cop is the one to watch out for. So if it's a shorter cop, you got to really watch out. You know, little man <clears> syndrome <throat> can be cured with baby aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, uh, Dagon. Uh, yes. That was, uh, was it 2001? Was it 2011? What was this? It was not no, that long. It's older than that, isn't it? I want to say it was 2001. 1991. <laughs> no. I think it was a 90s movie, isn't it? Was yeah, it? I thought it was in it was the 90s. Late 90s, early 2000s. Somewhere in there. Anywho, I uh, watched that. Um, it was like a slow, murderous chase for most of the movie. I didn't realize it was going to be like, uh, you know, the protagonist being advanced upon for most of the movie. And... Uh, it was good. The effects looked really good. The 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 coming storm, the the uh, evil mermaid effects, all that stuff looked great. Yeah. Um, 
I did I did I tell you guys last time that I watched the yeah I did the extras on Day of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I did that the industrial film. <clears throat> and believe it or not, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh, right on. Yeah, I've got a good copy of it. And uh, what is that one that uh, the dude that played Riffraff? Was it Shock Treatment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that it's it's like a two disc set. I haven't watched Shock Treatment yet. I might. Do no that one soon. has. <laughs> no one's ever watched. Shock no, Treatment. no one has ever watched Shock Treatment. Right. I tried to. I couldn't yeah. make my way. It. There was a layer of dust on it at the video store. <laughs> I've never seen that. Yeah, you've seen the cover, but right, never rented it. Yeah, yeah. I started it one time, and we could not get through it. What happened? It just sucked. Yeah, it just sucked. It was not good. They captured lightning in the bot in a bottle, and you can only do that once. Yeah. I remember about 1990, when I was still in England, there was like a a vogue where the the mainstream discovered cult stuff. Mm, yeah. And, uh, uh, so he he got his own series on uh, Midnight's on Fridays, which is called something like Midnight Train, where he present these like weird animations from around the world, and then he'd have a movie, and then he'd have some, some more animation or a short film, and then another movie. It's oh great. wow! Yeah, yeah. It's a good way to see a lot of cult movies. And I've been recording that um, Friday Night Frights or whatever it's called. That one that I told you was on like the. The Denver Channel, the public access channel. No, I don't know this one. Don't you remember me mentioning that there was a werewolf, the top hat hosting stuff? No. Oh, I'm sure I mentioned this. You were just ignoring me. Um, (laughs) So I I decided, okay, I'm just going to put it on a recorded every week. And it records two different parts of it or three different parts of it. Like it's separate shows, like the same show, separate episodes. But it's just like maybe there's some sort of part in between where they do a bunch of promotions or something. So it's out of sequence. So if you go with the most recently recorded one, it's like the second or third part of the movie. So it was Frankenstein's daughter, the most recent one. And I don't know anything about this movie except for looking at the first part of it. Hmm. It's bad. Werewolf with the top hat's gone. Some dude at a convention going, yeah, I met the, uh, whatever it was. And you know, uh, no, no one will believe you there was a werewolf in a top hat. I'm sure there was. In fact, there, you know, if I go far enough back, there is probably an episode with him in it. And I forget what he called himself. Uh, so I watched uh, part of that and I thought, you know what? Maybe I should just watch it, a better copy of it. Uh, I've got it on DVDs. Do you? Yeah. Oh, man. Do you like it? Is it one well, of those? Talk about ignoring people. I did mention seeing it on this show. Well, yeah, but you, you went not, not rec- committed well, I, everything I say to memory. Well, I'm if, shocked. If it had the word <laughs> Frankenstein in the title, I know you watched it <laughs> and probably own it. Yeah. So you've got the 4K restoration of like the worst movie ever made. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really into 4K. I don't have a player. No, yet. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, so the uh, the new Blu-ray player is going to make it look way better than public access cable is going to make it look. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm going to hold out for that, uh, but that's really it. I, I did, like I said, watch some other TV, but that doesn't matter. Uh, what about you? I shall note down that you want Frankenstein's yeah, daughter. Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, let's see, I watched uh, so the addiction. Oh wait, Doctor Hump. Oh yeah, the curious Doctor Hump. Yeah, I didn't know it was just basically a softcore porn. Uh, that that uh, that artwork on the cover just makes it look like, huh? It's got some really bad mask effect in it, and 
And if they just took that out of the movie, it would be a really good uh, vintage sex film. It's like good, good smut. Argentinian vintage smut. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, it's one of my favorite genres. Yeah. Sorry to, sorry to interrupt, but that was something I thought, I better mention this and get you your movie back. Which okay. It's not sitting here. Go ahead. Sorry. Sure. Oh, no, no, no. Fine. Dr. Go ahead. Dr. Hump with two Ps. Uh, let's see. With two Ps, most people only have the one. <laughs> Well, uh, that's why he's curious well I mentioned that book I uh, just got my copy of uh, Wang's Chop Cinema Magazine which is a thick like paperback uh, you can get a colour edition which is like 20 bucks or something and then you get a black and white edition which is about 7 bucks and get it on Amazon but it's got I, I did the cover for it I didn't do any of the interior stuff but it's got tons of uh, cool cult stuff in it um, yeah, you should look it up uh, Wang's Chop W-E-N-G apostrophe S. Yes. Chop. Named after Wang Wang, who's a film star. Um, yeah, you should look him up. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm afraid I don't know him, but... Uh... Uh, he, he's, he was this... Uh, I don't know if he's still around. There was a, there's a documentary made called uh, In Search of Wang Wang. But uh, he's, he's in a few movies. Uh, he, he was uh, one of the shortest people in the world. What? Ah, yes. But um, he was in this film called Fiora High Only, where he played this kind of James Bond character. Okay, I've seen that. Yeah. Actually, I think maybe somebody showed me that. I don't remember who. Right. Probably me. Yeah, I'm thinking it must have been. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, so this is just a, a mag- magazine where uh, pe- you know, pe- various people write in about their obsessions and in cult movies and so on and you know got Stephen Bissett and all sorts of people in there that's cool anyway, uh, also uh, I mentioned a podcast um, the new episode of uh, Secret History of Hollywood where he's doing uh, this epic series about uh, Val Luton yeah so this has got up to him uh, meeting Boris Karloff okay and uh, this particular episode is almost five hours long Wow. The first two hours are just <laughs> Boris Karloff from Frankenstein through to Isle of the Dead. Wow. And then uh, the next section is about the Isle of the Dead painting, the Arnold Berklin. It goes into that, and then and then it gets to the Val Luton making the Isle of the Dead, and then uh, and then they have to make uh, bod- uh, body snatches at the same time. This is cool. Yeah, it's really amazing. Uh, I love that, that show, Secret History of Hollywood. You almost kind of want them to break it into two or three episodes at that point, right? Yeah, I mean, this is like, this must be six or so episodes into it. Hmm. But, you know, if you work at home, yeah, it's great stuff. <laughs> Speaking of which, I don't think you're going to mention this to the listeners, but your cover looks great. Oh, this, thank you. It's amazing. And uh, I just shot a couple pictures of it, so we'll post that on Instagram. Uh, which I'm getting better at doing. Oh, I, now. I can send you a decent image yeah. of it. Okay, cool. We'll uh, do a little. They asked for a for an evil Santa. That was my only uh, restriction. Yeah. And, and you've gotten to know evil Santas. <laughs> We've <laughs> talked about several of them on this show. Yes. Yeah, the glowing eyes. It's usually your first hint you're dealing with an evil Santa. Yeah, I wanted him to look like he was saying ho ho. ho. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. Uh, yeah, that was fun. That was fun to do. Uh, let's see. Uh, movies. Uh, so The Body Disappears from 1941, directed by Ross Liederman. Um, 
this stars Willie Best and Jane Wyman, who was Ronald Reagan's wife at the time, I think. Yeah. Huh. Uh, so w- Willie Best is, you know, as usual, you know, it makes you cringe when these char- characters turn up, but they're always the funniest guys in the movie. <laughs> they get the best lines. Is it like racial stereotype stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he's the, he, he usually plays the scaredy cat guy. Oh, making big eyes and yeah, yeah. Okay. feats don't fail me now, kind of thing. <laughs> right. oh, okay, right. But it, he he throws in all these comments, and they're usually the funniest thing in the movie. Yeah. Uh, so this is like an Invisible Man farce, where you know several cast members and a monkey get turned invisible, <laughs> and uh, hilarity almost results. Almost. <laughs> it nearly ensues, but does not. Um, invisible cat, or I mean, uh, monkey. Yeah. Okay, invisible monkey. Yeah, there's a lot to be mined there. I think, you know, you'd, they, you'd think, you would think. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, also watched a Hellfest from last year, a slasher movie set at a haunt fairground. Mm. Um, so they get lots of uh, production value out of having a you know massive area, and they they do a good job of giving the feel of a big crowded area, lots of things going on while this uh, actual slasher is. In a mask and stalking a group of people, um, oh. but uh, uh, Tony Todd turns up in it. He's he's like uh, he does the um, like recorded voices at the various haunts, and oh. and uh, he's also a host of this kind of Alice Cooper style execution show. Nice. Um, uh, it's uh, it's pretty standard. If you, if you're like fifteen, you know, if you're a Ziggy and you you had a bunch of your friends over and to watch a Mm-hmm. Slasher would be fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, it doesn't really do anything new. Right. Uh, but there's a twist at the end. I thought that was, that was quite interesting. But um, yeah. Um, well, at least it had a twist. And then we rewatched, uh, well, I rewatched uh, Halloween on Blu ray, the 2018 one. Yeah. Because uh, Emily hadn't seen it. And? Um, so I still don't, I'm still not crazy about it. Uh, it's all right. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is as good as four. You know, I haven't changed my opinion there, but um, uh, you know, I enjoyed the the score. Uh, I was still irritated that there are hardly any establishing shots, like long shots. Mm. It's all shot like a TV movie, as if it was designed to be seen on your phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. And I, w- I watched some of the deleted bits, and they actually have more establishing shots, especially when they show her uh, 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 Laureate. Her um, she's on a shooting range. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and it shows her there, and then it uh, shows her. You know, she's she's taking her guns, and then she actually puts one to her chin, and she's thinking about pulling the trigger. Mm-hmm. And that's the moment where it cuts to the uh, the podcasters arriving at the gate. The heroes, oh, the okay. heroes of the movie. Yeah, and I, thought, I thought it just made it more. Uh, <laughs> that was quite a good. I, think, I wish they'd left that in. Yeah, and uh, you get to see more where she is. But when as they edited it for the actual cut we saw. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you don't get much idea of the, the where people are in relation the various houses how they relate to each other right some people suddenly turn up at her house as if she's just you know just down the street yeah right but then you know you should know you should get a better idea of that her being isolated i think there should be like a shining kind of shot like from a drone just some road yeah, off into the boonies yeah there should be more atmosphere established for it you know yeah the, the idea of this 
this small town. But anyway, um, yeah. So uh, and then uh, watch the addiction. Yeah, addiction. Okay. Arrow video. So you watched? Uh, well, I watched. Uh, I tentacles. finished out. Uh, you, and then we watched uh, Martin mm-hmm. after the addiction. Yep, a lovely comedy starring. Uh, I'm thinking of Marty again. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ernest Borgnine, I believe, is a vampire. Yeah. Uh, and then we watched Tentacles, mm-hmm. which was a an award winner with John Huston, Shelley Winters, oh. Bo Hopkins. Uh, Henry Fonda. Henry Fonda. Yeah, how can I forget Henry Fonda in two scenes? Is this one of those where the um, the giant octopus or whatever wraps itself around the boat? They don't have the money uh, for they that, really. don't wrap around the boat. They wrap around some people, and it's clearly they rewound the film. Uh, so it looks like it's wrapping around them when it was clearly unraveling. unraveling. Mm. Uh, and then Empire of the Ants with Joan Collins. Ooh. And, uh, boy, it was good. Big <laughs> yeah. ants, bird eye Gordon, you can't go wrong. That's right. And then last night I watched Friday the 13th Part 5 for last week's show. <laughs> right. You know, I'm on top of this shit. How do you like Part 5? It was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Jason wasn't even in it. <laughs> That's kind of funny, isn't it's it? It's kind of cosplay Jason. Yeah. There is a cosplay Jason, yes. There's uh, a character playing Jason. Yeah. Wait a who, who has reasons? This one, this one isn't Jason versus Carrie. That's part seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've lost track. No, that one's fake Jason versus everybody. That's right, fake Jason. And uh, that's it for me. Wow. So oh. yeah, it's like fake Jason versus the guy who dressed up as Jason in the previous one. Yes. Yeah. All grown up. Kind of weird. Yeah. Tommy Jarvis. Tommy Jarvis. So, so Martin would is kind of a good uh, comparison to The Addiction, right? Yes. Martin we watched right after we watched The Addiction. I watched it that night. And uh, <clears throat> some good suspenseful moments. Really good movie. Yeah. I really yeah. enjoyed Martin. I highly recommend it. Yeah. This George A. Romero guy's gone places. For sure. Oh. <laughs> I hope to see more from him. Oh. <laughs> Maybe a zombie film or two. Yeah, it would be a zombie film, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I need to shoot a picture of the um, the, the neon lighted sign of the uh, Romero Funeral Home here in Denver. Oh mm. yeah, yeah. It's out on the, uh, it's west, the west west yeah yeah west side of town. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> it's great. I was kind of delighted and saddened at the same time. <laughs> right. Um, I think he would be delighted. Mm-hmm. You know, Romero certainly would get a laugh out of something like that. So we all watched The Addiction. We've all seen Martin. Uh, Martin is interesting because, uh, like, right after I mentioned it, I had said that I'm not really sure, as far as unreliable narrators go, um, is the is the uncle or grandpa or whatever he was, is he really doing and saying the things that we are shown? And I'm not certain that he is. And Martin's memories of, uh, you know, back in the olden times and the way back, you know. yeah. Well, that's his imagination. Sure, could be. Uh, is he really drugging people and drinking their blood and sometimes murdering them? Yes, absolutely. Seems to be. Yes, we think. You know, it's so. There's a lot you don't know. So I think uh, you know, rewatching that, you might pick up some more clues. But otherwise, uh, 
what we're shown is really cool. It's really interesting. Good suspense. Was Pittsburgh of the 70s scarier than New York of the 70s? I kind of wonder. Oh, man, it was dilapidated and depressing looking. Yeah, it was like Detroit. Yeah, of the now. (laughs) Of of the here and now. Uh, Yeah, I kind of wondered the same thing. It looked looked rough. And, you know, they were probably having troubles then anyway. So, um, The Addiction, that's a... um, 1994 film? Yeah. uh, Yeah, I show it's released in 95, What's the Diff? Oh, okay. Um, But... uh, here it is uh, set in 94, isn't it? Oh, okay. The box says 94. Oh. She, uh, oh, yeah. It shows her gravestone. and She's born on Halloween 67 and dies on All Saints Day 94. That's right. Oh, okay. That's right. So this is um, directed by Abel Ferreira, which, uh, interesting. I still haven't seen Miss 45. That's what I'm saying, man. Uh, that's the one that I thought, oh man, they really made sleazy New York come to life. This looks like real live sleazy New York. And it turns out, no, it, it was, was real sleazy yeah, life. They, <laughs> they did actually film it in New York back in the eighties. So, oh. but the copy on shutter looked so good that I thought, oh, this is new. Yeah. No, no. And I'd heard the name before. I just somehow didn't put it together, but uh, good director. Yeah. So what what were your first impressions of this? Well, um, it's in black and white. Yeah, I don't know. This movie was okay. I think it would have been better if I'd seen it in 1994. It feels a little played out with the vampirism standing in for heroin addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, it was an okay film. Thankfully, it was only 120 minutes long. Or all? no, an hour and twenty minutes long. Yeah, I mean, not one hundred and twenty yeah. minutes. It was eighty some odd. Eighty some minutes long, um, which is always a plus. Yeah, <laughs> keeping it within the Barnes limit. Yeah. Um. So as far as the uh, the the allegory stuff, uh, why why were we seeing shooting up happening? Like, where she was shooting up blood. Yes. Mm-hmm. Why? Isn't drinking it better, or was it was it just so if we weren't getting, you know, the, yeah, the Paris, yes. we're getting hit over the head with it? Right. Okay. Do you think you'll pass your grad class if you turn your professor into a vampire? Uh, I think that. I think that was a big question this movie left us with. Did you recognize him? Uh yes, but I can't think of his name. Um, I forget the actor's name. Uh, actually, it's here. Um, Paul uh, Calderon, he he's in uh, Pulp Fiction. He's the bartender. Oh, okay. When yeah, when uh, uh, a Butch goes over to meet with Marcellus Wallace. Yeah, and then uh, John, keys yeah, Travol- keys Travolta's car afterwards. That's right. <laughs> I don't know how long it took me before I noticed that he was the one who keyed the car. Years, multiple yeah. viewings. I think he says something like, my name's Paul, or my name's Saul, whatever. And that, and then, and this shit's between y'all, I think is what he says to him. But, uh, yeah, the, um, that's him. Okay. Did you recognize uh, Edie Falco and Mike, yep. Michael Imperioli right away? Yep. Okay. I, when I saw their names come up in the, in the <laughs> credits, <laughs> I was like, all right. Some Sopranos cast members in this. So do you think that was stunt casting, Jolien? 
Well, this was before The Sopranos. Was it? Oh, yeah, a was long it? time. Wow. This was six years before The Sopranos. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh. I guess I didn't know when The Sopranos actually started. 2000, I believe. So Sopranos was Maybe 99. Oh, okay. And there's another Pulp Fiction cast member in this movie. Oh, let's see. Who was it? Oh, oh Christopher Walken. Yeah. 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 Talking about that uncomfortable hunk of metal. Yeah. This watch. Your father's watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. I forget about that sometimes, that Walken was actually in Pulp Fiction. Um, so what were your first impressions when you saw this, I'm, I'm guessing, years ago, Jolien? The Addiction? Yeah. I've never seen it before. Oh, yeah, so this was I'd, a first watching yeah, for Yeah, this you. was a first watch for both of us. Oh, cool. I'd never seen it. Somehow this had passed me by, even though... Uh, I had a friend who was a huge Lily Taylor fan, and we watched a lot of Lily Taylor films. Huh. And uh, my favorite of one is I Shot Andy Warhol. Oh, yeah. She plays the Nutter Butter in that one. Yeah. Valerie Salinas. Yeah. Yes. With the Society to Cut Up Men. Yes. I remember yeah. that. That's a good movie. Yeah, it was done well. I think Bowie is still my favorite Warhol Oh. Actor, yeah, yeah, it's great. In Basquiat, yeah. You go to Philadelphia. Yeah, I don't even know what's good anymore. <laughs> That's my favorite line that he says in the movie. So, uh, so what were your first impressions, considering that this uh, is brand new? Oh, it looks beautiful. This, this Blu-ray is from Arrow. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah it, looks, it looks great. Yeah, and uh, that's a good place to say thank you, Johnny. Uh, our friend, yes. yeah, friend of the show and my nephew and uh, all around awesome guy. Yeah, man, gave us this Arrow release. That's cool. Uh, I think it, you know, it, it took its premise of, uh, you know, you can probably guess it from the title that vampirism and, you know, drug addiction is going to be interchangeable and uh, just follow through with it. Yeah. Um, sticks with it. Uh, she... Uh, when, you know, Abel Ferrara's a fan of the uh, Nouvelle Vague and very into Jean-Luc Godard and things mm-hmm. like that. So uh, it reminded me of, uh, especially, um, uh, there's a Godard film called Two or Three Things I Know About Her. I don't think I've ever seen that one. It came out in 67. Oh, I've cool. seen that one. Uh, yeah, it's really good. Uh, so that was after int- Breathless? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, it kind of breaks up the narrative a lot more. It's more, much more experimental. Oh, good. But it's got lots of similarities with the addiction. Huh. Uh, well, not I, I say lots, but it's got some really basic yeah. things that are similar. Um, if you have three things in common with a Godard movie, then uh, that's lots. Yeah, so it also focuses on a woman in a city, in in that case Paris, and, uh, with the, and the currency of the society as the body. Okay, uh, but in in the Godard film, it's her. She decides to become a prostitute to make more money on the side, hmm. and um, uh, it's it's kind of an equally artificial world. You know, in both of them, people spout bits of philosophy as if they were just like bumper sticker things that they they defend themselves with, right? And they excuse themselves with. Um, uh, so it's equally artificial, but it's also shot in actual places, and all the women are chic twenty-somethings, um, and 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 these women can also like they're hanging out in a in a cafe, and then like they will turn around and they go, oh, that's that Nobel Prize-winning poet, 
Oh. <laughs> as, if, as if you know everyone knows what they look like right um and it's you know it's got these disconnected uses of quotes uh, from writers and poets and philosophers and it kind of mocks the idea the idea of the intelligentsia just spouting these bits of quotations to you know keep away actual experience yeah uh, and it also uses um, uh, war atrocity photos. Yes. So Vietnam and World <clears throat> War Two, mm-hmm. uh, and in both films, these are photos which are presented to the characters or to the people in the films. So you're not just seeing footage; right. you're seeing like a photo exhibit. Right. And uh, uh, so the things are presented and represented in in the film. And we're to assume, I mean, I took for granted that these were authentic. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, in, in the addiction you're seeing, like, uh, concentration camp. I think that's Dachau, all that footage. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah. Um, that kind of took me out of it, because that's just so horrible. So yeah. extremely horrible. Yeah, I felt sort of the same way. Like, why show these images in your vampire movie? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Um, Why show a more horrific thing in your horror movie? Yeah, it's just like showing a, a movie in your movie. Don't A better movie in your movie. Don't show a better movie during your movie. Don't show actual horror in your horror movie. Right. It yeah. kind of takes me out of it. Yeah. It kind of works in documentaries and, and like movies like uh, uh, Night and Fog and um, what's the one about the trial? Uh, uh, Judgment in Nuremberg. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, I mean, I mean, belongs there, but it, yeah, exactly. It belongs there because that's that's what that's dealing with. But this is just kind of like a bit tasteless. Yeah, uh, I think the idea they were going for was um, uh, when she becomes a vampire, uh, the vampires tell the people they're attacking, set, "Tell me to go away, but be really strong about it." Yeah. And when the people don't, because they're like cowering in fear, the vampires get them. Yeah. And uh, this this is like a, a kind of a Nazi sort of idea that victims kind of deserve it because they're too weak to stop you. Yeah. Mm. Um. So I think that's what it was he's hinting at. That that kind of plays, I suppose. Um. She you know she justifies herself with her quips of philosophy and. Uh, she's excused be- from her her own atrocities because man is evil, right? Innately evil, and you know, hear the pictures to show that show you how evil man gets, and uh, so she can do anything she wants because you know we're evil. We can't help it. That's right. <laughs> and uh, there, there's there's a, a not so sub subtext about. Uh, religion specifically catholicism throughout this movie it seems um so we're not we're just gonna call it text instead of subtext yeah uh in fact the narrator at the beginning and uh you see him later as the priest who gives her communion takes confession and gives communion to her in the hospital um is an actual priest oh yeah yeah Yeah, He's he's in a bunch of movies yeah so um he must be pals with um nicholas saint john and abel ferrara i assume yeah. So. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. This was written by a longtime collaborator of Ferrera, uh, Nicholas Saint John, uh, and I do wonder if they if they both just have similar backgrounds, just like having the Catholic upbringing or something. Mm-hmm. 
some sort yeah. of some sort of religious weight around their neck yeah. <laughs> that's hard to get rid of. Did you guys watch the um, Abel Ferrara uh, interview at the no. as the DVD extra? He, he seemed like he's older, and it's it's a recent interview, but he seems older, you know. So I went, oh, let's look, and oh yeah, it says recent interview or new interview. Uh, he's a little fidgety and twitchy in a way that kind of looked like a drug addict. And uh, he did say as much in the interview that he had had his bout of addiction with heroin. Right. And so I think, you know, that, that can have some lasting damage to where you're a little, little twitchy, but yeah. he, he definitely knew uh, the reality of, of the story he was telling as far mm-hmm. as uh, drug addiction goes. Yeah. I like the, uh, the kind of cage motif they have. For all, you know, you have the initial vampire attack, and it's all shot through the lights coming down through the the bars right in the street, and then uh, I think when her first attack is on someone on a pavement, and uh, and then there's like a the background is like the cage that comes down in front of a store. Oh yeah, yeah. like the bodega cage. Yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah bodega a, cage. That's my favorite band from the nineties. And there's <laughs> then there's another attack where she's inside a. An, uh, apartment i think it's her own apartment and and all the windows are barred and stuff so it's kind of running motif which kind of works because yeah yeah, it's good i mean it's the junkie mentality you know yeah she's trapped in her own self and um that's where all the horrible things are happening it's very poetic now if you saw this today uh not knowing when it was made you might think this was shot on video and just converted to black and white but I'm assuming this was shot on film, considering video would have looked terrible back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's film. It's yeah, it's sharp. Yeah, yeah, you got a full range really of grays and everything. Push those black and whites, though. Yeah, really up the contrast in that film. Yeah, it did seem like it. Yeah, by uh, Ken Kelsch. Hmm, some good work. I'm not familiar with uh, his other stuff. Um, so what did you think of uh, w- when? You're trucking through this movie thinking, I'm not really sure what's going on with her. And all of a sudden, other characters are revealed who are actual vampires. So it's like, okay, not just an allegory, not just anyone's imagination. You know, she's not having a psychotic break mm-hmm. unless she's also imagined these other characters. Yeah. Which is possible. But Christopher Walken and um, uh, Annabella Sciorra, the the character named Casanova. Mm-hmm. Who is striking looking? That woman looked yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She walked on screen, and it was like a Tilda Swinton moment, where it's like you can't look at anything else. She just looks, you know, sort of beautiful, but there's a severity there. Yeah, that was kind of cool. But Christopher Walken, holy wow! <laughs> you know, I just rewatched The Beach, and I mentioned last week. Yeah, uh, Tilda Swinton is in that, and she has not aged at all. I believe she may be a vampire. She might be an actual vampire. She might be an elf. She might or be that. an elf, too. Yeah. 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 Elves age very slowly. Yeah. She looks exactly the same. It's kind of spooky. Mm-hmm. Because that movie's 20 years old, and yeah. we almost didn't recognize DiCaprio because he's changed so much, but yeah. told Swinton looks exactly the same. And it took a while before Johnny Depp changed, but now you can kind of see. Oh, yeah. I think he hung around with Keith Richards for too long. Mm. <laughs> Some of that rubbed off on him. Yeah, I think someone destroyed the painting in his attic. <laughs> Just right. All of a sudden, oh yeah, you got older. <laughs> yeah, it caught up with him. 
So yeah, what do you guys think of the, the Christopher Walken performance? It's good. I He's mean, always good. Yeah. yeah, he was kind of doing Walken. You know what was he saying when he was like waving his arms? He's like something about she didn't understand. He's like no. You know he was just like doing that whole thing. It was like yeah, that's you know we'll, we'll allow it. Yeah, you're Christopher Walken. You get a pass. It was a, a little over the top, but uh, but okay. I'm cool with pretty he much. Could chew the scenery more. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm always, I'm always going to be okay with that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Who else do we like in this thing? Um, the the one dude that was kind of accosting Lily Taylor in the street. I was I was thinking, oh, he's got to be, um, because you saw that Russell Simmons' name came up as like a producer mm-hmm. at the beginning of it, and then there, there's this character. Uh, Played by Jamel Simmons. Hmm. There's a character. Um, His character name is Black or something. Okay, yeah, that's a different guy. So there's Black, and then there's Black's friend. Okay. And uh, and I'm thinking, well, Jamel Simmons. I wonder if that's he Russell. Kind of looks like Pharrell. Yeah, he kind of did. That's right. And then Robert Castle was the narrator priest. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's the main cast of this is fairly small. Um, how about the dinner party? Did you guys like the dinner party? Yeah, yes. that was kind of like um, Miss 45, where it's like a party scene massacre. Yeah. Yeah, it was really cool. Yeah. Um, so uh, Kathleen uh, messes up her clothes pretty early on and then tells uh, tells her friend to go get someone for her that's the same size so she can switch clothes. Mm. Um, at this point, I'm thinking, oh, she imagined the whole thing. <laughs> So she's got a friend helping her out. She did imagine all of this and it's a normal dinner party because all these people that she supposedly fed on are there and they look normal, mm-hmm. but then they join in on the fun. Right. That yeah. was cool. Yeah. I was, I was thinking, um, cause in the course of the movie, which takes place over a, you know, couple days, yeah, yeah maybe a week. short period. Yeah. Uh, she's created six vampires. Yeah. Uh, and then they take out an entire, you know, room full of people. Yeah. Who are presumably also going to be vampires. So, uh, you know, how long is it going to take before the entire city is vampirized? I'm, I've seen other vampire stories where they have to like uh, regulate themselves, and so that because you know, if they they go on at just creating vampires, they will have no one to feed on. Yeah. In a pretty short time. And things will get really obvious too, you know. And you can you can you can draw a little too much attention with that much vampir- yeah. vamp- vampiric feeding going on. Yeah, daytime commute would get really quiet. Yeah. So um, yeah, that that scene was great. I thought it looked nice the way you know blood always looks nice in black and white. Yeah. Well, not always, but it did this time. Uh, any other favorite scenes, you guys? I watched this a week ago, and I don't remember. <laughs> Uh, well, there was a lot of philosophy interjected in here. Yes. And some poetry as well. We've got uh, Walken's character giving us some uh, Baudelaire. We've got some, oh, goodness. We got Nietzsche. Dante. Well, I guess Dante's more, um, more poetry. Bleeding trees waiting for Judgment Day when we can all hang ourselves from our own branches. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Dante's Inferno, I assume. Yeah. Yeah, that's some good stuff. Now, the the uh, part where the priest comes by, 
Is this a cure for vampirism? Did you guys gather that? Mm, no. Okay. Because prior to this, she's unredeemed and she's just out doing her sins, her, her vampiric sins. Yeah. And uh, she appears to be like really anemic, maybe, maybe injured. So they bring her into the hospital and mm-hmm. clean her up and do whatever they do. And the priest comes to visit. She, she, uh, he takes her confession and she takes communion. Right. So when she takes the body of Christ into her mouth, is she cured of vampirism at that moment? Or should that have made her explode? Uh, I think she, yes. <laughs> she's thinking about ending herself as a vampire. Cause she like has the, the window opened. Yes. And you see the light coming down in slats and, like a cage. Yeah. Like a bodega cage. But she's she's going to end it for herself. Yeah. And doesn't. Mm. Well, it doesn't happen. And then uh what are we supposed to guess happened with a with a grave and and does she stick a victim in it? <laughs> she had someone lying around yeah. in her bathtub. She's like buried her old self and and assumed a new identity, I suppose. And left the her old self behind yeah see that's the thing i gotta ask uh how does she fool all these people who need fooled Mm -hmm. in order to get you know something someone or nothing at all buried in the ground yeah and a headstone placed you could read that as like she's cured Mm -hmm. but she could still be a vampire even though it's daylight because that's not a hard and fast rule Right. Because if you go back to Bram Stoker, he walks around in daylight. If you go back to Christopher Walken, he defecates. (laughs) Did he have to tell us that? Yes. (laughs) I guess so. And I think he also mentioned that he walks around during the daylight defecating. (laughs) Defecating in the daylight. No rules. Yep. He does what he wants because he's an old vampire. You know, old vampires, pretty much, they can do what they please. Yeah, shameless. Yeah. Yeah, they have no shame. They have no modesty. And uh, no rules apply to them. Because you try and stop them, they'll just, you know, bite your neck and drain you of all your blood. So, yeah, I kind of read it as it was the death of her old self and that she was, in actuality, a living mortal again. Hmm. In recovery. Like an addict. Um, this came out around the same time as Nadja. Did you ever see that one? Yeah. And I used to always, like when people say, oh, are there any good independent horror movies? I would, recon- I would recommend these two as a pair. I would say, yeah, oh, okay. if you can get this one or that one or hopefully both. These are, these are good indie horror movies. I think there's a better vampire indie horror movie called Kids that yeah. came out at the same time. You Which know, I really think is a vampire story. I mean, I know it's supposed to be about AIDS, but yeah, this guy v- preys upon virgins. Yeah, uh-huh. it's all shocking. You know, like Dracula was. Um, you know, there's no authority figures to intervene. Yeah. So, yeah, I you guess know, I really saw kids as a vampire story. It's like an update of Dracula. I don't know hmm. if anybody else has, but. Uh, that's what I think of when I think of a mid-90s independent horror film. <laughs> yeah. I imagine uh, you probably couldn't get a straight answer out of uh, Harmony Corinne, but... Yeah. Have you ever seen Gummo? 
his other yes. film. That's a post-apocalyptic horror film right there. Oh, you just need a hot shower after watching that movie. Oh, man. Really? Have you seen Gummo? No. Oh, you should watch it. It's, it's not about the Marx Brothers. No. Nope. Strangely, it's not about the Marx Brothers. It's about a little town in, a, in Ohio, Ohio. Yep. after a tornado mm-hmm. that's wiped out the town, and it is like a post-apocalyptic movie. It's so bleak. It's super bleak. It's it's pretty wonderful. I like Gummo a lot. Huh. Um it's it's, uh, it's it's trashy people at their worst. I shall write this down. Gummo. Gummo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Just be ready when you're gonna watch it. All you right. know. So. Yeah. I saw, saw uh, Threads back in '85 when it first came out, and, uh, and then it came out on Blu-ray recently. Yeah. I'm still traumatized by that. <laughs> I've not seen it. I'll have to watch it. Oh my god. I think everybody's got that list of, of movies they've seen that they feel they never need to rewatch. Yeah, it's just so traumatic. Mummy 2017. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That would be one. I never needed to see that one in the first place. Usually, yeah, that's kind of how that works. Um, I'm trying to think of a good, a good example of a horror movie that... Uh, you know that stupid... Uh, speaking of 90s movies uh, that were supposed to be artsy... Uh, what is that one called? The thief, the cook, her lover, and his wife. Oh, cool. Yeah, the thief, and his lover. Yeah, uh, whatever. However you, whatever sequence they're in. Ew! I just, just ew. I, I watched that and I said, okay, never need to see this again. I don't need to see that again. I don't feel like I needed to see it in the first place. Um, Julian, you look like you enjoyed it. Uh, I always watch his films once. They're interesting. Who did that one? I think it's Peter Greenway. Okay. What else has he done that you can think of? Or can uh, you? I'm blanking. That's okay. Well, I'm sure I'll look it up. You have the Google machine. I could. Sometimes it interferes uh, with the... Prospero's uh, books is good. Okay. Yeah, he, he always has a good uh, plan for how he's going to mount this particular film. It's, it's, yeah. it's an interesting premise of how you're going to see it. Yeah, let's let's look the sucker up here. Greenway, Greenway, Peter, Greenway Films. Let's see what we get. Yeah, Prosperous Books. I, I you know I, I watched a couple of times because it's you know it's based on the Tempest, and so you've got a good you got narrative to go with. Yeah. Um, Pillow Book. I did see that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I saw that when I lived in Hawaii. There were. Uh, there was one, maybe two art house theaters there, and you pretty much had to uh-huh. drag yourself all the way into Honolulu for it. What about an architect? Uh, let's see. There's Prospero's books, a Z and two knots, drowning by numbers, night watching, belly of an architect. Mm-hmm. There we are. And the falls, the baby of Macon. Yeah, but much of stuff I don't know anything about. Hmm. But. Uh, yeah, that, that's the kind of thing where, you know, I saw this and I was like, I don't understand the point. And there's a lot of really gross stuff I don't need to look at. And uh, it just seemed like it was being avant-garde for the sake of being avant-garde. And I could be wrong on that. Um, I was I was in my 20s when I saw it. Yeah, he's got, he's, he's got integrity. It's like, uh, there's, there's always some, like uh, drowning by numbers, there's, there's like numbers 
scattered throughout if you look for them. Oh, okay. There's always a pattern to them. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, I saw the thief and whatever. Yeah, that list of people. People. <laughs> in, in the order of which I never can get right. And I remember liking it, but I don't know that I've seen anything else by him. Yeah. The truck full of rotten meat was was uh, pretty bad, mm. as I remember. Yeah. And then the roasted dead guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Something I needed to see. Um, yeah, so uh, you, you get this stuff from the 90s. You, you, this this being one of those kind of uh, things that there were trendy things in the mid-90s. And uh, shooting uh, an allegory vampire film on black and white seemed to be one of them. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like Martin better. Yeah, Martin was yeah not that many years earlier. Was it 78? 20 years earlier. No, man. Uh, 94 to 75. Oh, was it 75? Okay. Yeah, 75 or 76. All right. Mm-hmm. Two. 77. Yeah. Oh, that's right. 77. Ain't not much happened in those years. If you guys remember right. <laughs> yeah. Almost 20 years. So there's 1977. A lot of nothing happened. And then all of a sudden it was 1995. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, how do you feel about this in... Um, in the spectrum of all the horror movies you've seen, is this is this a good one? Do you dig this? Do you recommend it? Mm, I don't know if I'd recommend it. Although I didn't hate it, I enjoyed the movie itself. I'm not sure who it would be for. It's very lovely looking. It looks mm-hmm. great, but uh, I think I'd have to go for more art house crowd than horror movie crowd. Yeah. Because I don't think horror movie fans would be entertained by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this would bum there's out the gore hounds for sure. Yeah, there's not enough gore. There's not enough horror. Yeah. I mean, there is, but yeah, it's, kind it's of, a different kind of horror. And yeah, the gory stuff's kind of sprinkled throughout. It's not, yeah. you know, there's she goes on a bit of a terror, but it's, it, it, yeah, it's not that, especially in black and white. Yeah, the, the party scene at the end is about the only horror set piece, really. Yeah. The, the initial vampire attack. Yeah. The one where she's on the street and that guy comes over to help her and she just sort of wraps herself around him and starts biting his neck. That was cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I thought it was interesting that, that she's the narrator who's telling you how evil man is. Yeah. And then all the way through the film, whenever she falls down, whenever she hits a low, someone tries to pick her up. Yeah. So like the, there's like these two threads in the movie, her saying like, we're all monsters. And then the movie saying... No, no, there's people helping you out all the time. Yeah. You're you're just shielding yourself off from them and That's a good point. Dismissing them. <laughs> yeah. So uh yeah, quit being so high and mighty, vampire lady. <laughs> Doctor Vampire Lady, PhD. Yeah. So Jolien, do you recommend it? Yeah, yeah. It's it's, yeah. Oh, it's great looking and good cast and this one is, it's kind of a blast from the past for me because um, Johnny asked me about a year ago or so, like, can you make some recommendations? And, and he, you gave him some as well. You gave him a list and I gave him a list. And um, this was one of them on my list. And I, I scrolled back and looked at that list. and I'm like, did I tell him Nadja too? Yeah, Nadja is really cool. Um, that one had some, it's filmed in black and white. It's got Peter Fonda in it as an old kind of hippie guy. Well... In real life, he was an old hippie guy. I don't know if his character was. Um, but this woman is a vampire, and she's doing vampiric things. That's all I remember. 
It's, yeah. in, it's in a city. And they filmed... That's all I remember. It was good, though. And they filmed a bunch of shots with one of those Pixel cameras. Yes. I think it was called a Pixar. Because uh, that's where Pixar... They took their name from... I thought it was Pixel Vision. But Pic- maybe it was Pixel Vision, yeah. God, I, I had a choice between that and a Nintendo when I was a kid. Yeah. I picked the Nintendo. Yep. You know, but I wish I'd picked the Pixel Vision camera because... It's probably worth a fortune now. Yeah, well, just because I think I would have had a lot of fun with the Pixel Vision camera. Yeah. Not that I didn't have fun with the Nintendo, which I'm, I still have. Do you go back and play some Mario once in a while? And play some Mario, some Tetris. Sure. You know, I have Rampage. Talked oh. about the movie last week. I have the video the one, game. One that's got the big crazy gorilla in it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Named Dwayne Rock Johnson. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah a, it was the golden age of stuff like that, wasn't it? It was. <laughs> the golden age of stuff like that. That's the name of my autobiography. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, um, to ask myself the same question, yeah, I do recommend it because, duh, I have recommended it. And uh, we ended up with a copy of it because I did. Uh it just looks great. And if you're going to watch this thing, it's not going to look better than this Blu-ray. I mean, no. I don't know if a 35 millimeter print would look better than this thing. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Uh, we discussed some possibilities for next week's show. I don't think we decided on anything for sure. No, I don't believe we have. Um, maybe if we can get a, is a, now I can't think of it. Never mind. But the, Nos- uh, the Nosferatu. Nosferatu. I was going to say uh, Suspiria. Is it out yet? Uh, it's coming out. It should, it should be out pretty soon. Yeah. I think it's out, it's out on disc this month. Yeah, I, I knew it was out this month, but I didn't know if it had come out yet. But yeah, yeah. maybe Nos- Nosferatu. Yeah, versus the one starring Klaus Kinski, mm-hmm. directed by Werner Herzog. Yeah. Which I think is just called Nosferatu, the vampire with yeah. a Y. Right. Vampire with a Y. Vampire with a Y. Yeah. I think you mean a V, but. <laughs> yeah. Yempire. So that also has Isabella Gianni in it. Well, damn. This is, there's reason enough right there. Mm. So let's do an original versus remake with that if we can get a hold of it. Um, but if not. Um, yeah, I've, I've got it on DVD. Right? Both movies? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, I know I've got access to the original Nosferatu. I don't know about uh, the remake. Yeah, and then Johnny had uh, suggested for for fun and for good measure, Shadow of the Vampire, which was a, a comedic um, film about the making of Nosferatu. Right. Yeah. The idea that Max Schreck was an actual vampire. Yeah, because at the time people weren't aware that he was in other movies. Yeah. And his name happens to be Terror. It literally <laughs> translates to shriek. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. Sounds good. Well, let's do that original versus remake, and then maybe we can do the Suspiria comparison uh, once we know for sure it's available. Yeah, I'll yeah. let you know as soon as I get it. Cool, cool. All right, anything else before we get out of here? No, I think that's it. That's it. Cool. Well, listeners, thank you for listening. Stay off the moors. <laughs>